0: Everything's under control here. Everything's fine. We had a slight podcaster malfunction, but everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? As long as everything is normal, nothing should throw us off. What? We have two topics today? Okay, so today's episode is about anchor brewing, and it's about steam beer. Two podcasts for the price of one. Think of the savings, and come in and have a drink.
1: To Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about the glorious drink called beer. I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
2: I'm Justin Fraser,
0: And I'm Christopher Walker. Hello. Hey, guys. So it's like it's been
2: a whole week since we've seen each other. It has, but it feels like it's been a while since I've podcasted. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man,
0: things happen. And, oh, uh should mention the last time that we were all together, we actually had a nice, uh, nice
2: round of beers. Oh, my God, beer's giving.
1: Hmm.
0: It was nice. Uh those of you who follow us on untapped saw exactly what we put ourselves through.
1: And Man, we... I
2: I realized the next morning that I stopped it like I don't know, three quarters of the way through, I just stopped checking in.
1: <laughs> yeah, after a while you just kinda give up on that part.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. and if we do it again, we are definitely cutting back on the beers because after the first half I can't I was like, Oh yeah, I can't remember if any of the next six were any good. <laughs>
2: Uh, I remember them being good. It's just, they were all dark, so, so a lot of them started to, to blend together. There was a big gap between, like, the last two, though, in my head, so.
1: You know, we didn't post any pictures about that, so we should we should do that. We and had fancy th- glasses and fancy menus that Casey made.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, like, I was, ex- I <laughs> the only thing I was surprised by was that the menus were not embossed.
1: Right with like a gold border and yeah, uh, they were so ridiculous,
2: but helpful. Parch- parchment paper with your mem- with with the menu list yes. of beers on there. No, yeah, it was it was a fun time. Uh, had a lot of great you know, had a lot of friends up, it drank a whole lot. It was,
1: uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good time of hanging out. That's for sure.
0: And can we just uh, discuss the how ludicrous it is that the 2016 Anchor uh, Christmas Ale is only sold in that gigantic bottle. Oh <laughs> no,
1: I, yeah, I'm posting a picture of that for anyone who has not seen that. Uh, it was insane. It's we like got a through that whole bottle, bottle, though, right? Yeah, between the however, like eight of us or whatever it was. I
2: think nine? No, there were twelve. Twelve. Okay. I lost count. Uh, yeah, no. like It's a gigantic bottle. It's... It's like a large-ish champagne bottle is what it looked like.
1: Oh yeah, like a big fake one though. Like
0: (laughs) one point seven liters or something like that. Like it was coming up on two liters. Like it was ridiculous.
2: I mean, I didn't know what the rest of you guys were going to drink, but
0: (laughs) no six packs. Like they're they're selling it. Six packs packs, of those bottles. Well, no, it's (laughs) yes, you can get a six pack of those bottles, those giant bottles. You just need a backpack to carry it. No, the only six packs that they were selling at like the regular size bottles in was a vertical six pack so it had this year's last years and the years before so you could try them all which is awesome but nowhere around here was selling that thing and we needed it for a crowd so See, i had to get
2: You say vertical six pack and i'm picturing like those uh <clears throat> those big bags that people will put shoes in oh yeah <laughs> all right sure well, it's not actually the case but no. it could be
0: it very well could be but I think despite having just done a quick news episode, there is actually still a ton more news. So let's go ahead and dive on in there.
2: All news right. world keeps on turning. It does. It doesn't stop for anything. Uh, Except, you know, really boring times when we really need to get a, get a third article.
0: Right. And then it's like scrambling. It's like, ah, oh, crap. Can we make something <laughs> up? No, that's not ethical. First story, uh, Schlafly Beer Company founder is leaving the brewery wow yeah did
2: he say that he was tired of trying to say the name (laughs) no
0: but i am 25 years after co-founding st louis's largest craft brewery dan copman is leaving the company uh helped launch the st louis brewery schlafly beers uh parent company in 1991 with attorney tom schlafly as a longtime CEO at Schlafly, Cotman oversaw the growth of the brewery uh, beyond its roots at the tap room downtown to the Bottleworks Restaurant and Brewery that opened in a former grocery store in 2003 in Maplewood. Today, Schlafly beer is distributed in more than a dozen states and produces about 60,000 barrels of beer annually.
2: That's a lot of beer.
0: Indeed it is. Uh, in 2012, the St. Louis brewery sold a majority interest in the company to Clayton, yeah, Clayton-based yeah, private equity firm Sage Capital. In February 2015, the brewer named James Pendergraft as its new... Wait, is that the name from... Uh, no. Oh. You sure?
2: From Paranorman? <laughs> it's not. Oh.
1: That was Prendergast. Oh,
2: Prendergast. Yeah, I was going to say, that's some kind of guest. All right.
1: I knew exactly Under- what you're say- <laughs> gonna say as soon as I was like, "Wait, Un- nope."
2: Underrated movie, Paranorman.
1: I love underrated. That movie. God,
0: that
2: movie is amazing. No, I'm saying like, like not the- enough people watched it and talk about how great it is.
1: Oh and yeah, it gets and it's. Oh, no, we can go on about that. That's a great movie.
0: But seriously, everything that comes out of that studio has been amazing except Coraline. I didn't like that too much.
2: I haven't seen that yet.
0: It wasn't wasn't very good.
2: Right.
0: Uh, James Pendergraft as their new CEO uh, to succeed. Cotman in the role, and Cotman became co-chairman of the St. Louis Brewery in a phone interview Cotman fifty five said he's proud of Schlafly Beer's role in helping spur revitalization efforts both downtown and in Maplewood. We accomplished the goals we wanted to change the beer culture in St. Louis and make the community better for everyone. He said, "I have twenty five years of amazing memories that are priceless. Cotman, who lived in Clayton, said he has not yet determined if he'll keep working in the beer industry." don't honestly know where i'm headed he said so that means unlike a lot of these other stories where uh, head brewers and founders are leaving a lot of these companies and going to other companies he's just kind of just leaving
1: yeah he's just done yeah
2: he may well he you know he's 55 he's you know headed a, a large growing you know brewery for a while you know could be that Maybe he's just thinking, like, maybe I'm just going to retire or, like, find something Mm -hmm. to do part of the time and relax the rest of the time. Pulling a uh, Chris Metzen kind of a,
0: I'm just kind of done with this for now. Like, you know, in a few years I might get bored start doing something else. I
2: don't know. Maybe he's going to go on Walkabout. (laughs) Just wonder the world. I mean, that's what I want to do.
0: Kotman noted that in the past quarter century, Schlafly
2: beer grew revenue to $20 million. Man, when you start framing twenty five years as a quarter century, it really starts making me feel old. Right?
0: Yeah. When you're like, "Holy crap, I'm almost down two of those!" Like,
2: geez. yeah, like it's like, "Oh, oh, jeez, okay." Time moves forward, and we're all gonna die. <laughs> we all get old. Dust in the wind. Dust, Dust in the wind. The wind. Oh, okay. God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you knew. You knew we were gonna break into song. Mm, yeah.
0: it, it was only.
2: Only a matter of time.
0: Uh, in addition to his role at Schlafly Beer, Koppman has been active for many years in the local and national craft beer industry and is at an at-large representative to the board of directors at the Brewers Association. So he may just you know, work on Brewers Association stuff without having something that would be... What's the word I'm looking for here? Considering he uh, works at a
2: brewery like it may it may be the new focus of his of his time is yeah i don't know how much time that it takes up but you know i'm i'm not rich enough to to belong to boards so <laughs> we don't we don't I don't, have know those what, I don't know what goes on in there outside of you know deciding elections
0: <laughs> uh dan always championed the idea of being friendly and approachable and so much of that has passed on to the next generation of brewers that's just kind of how they closed it out so yeah one of I guess you said founders of the current craft beer scene kinda stepping away from it.
2: Yeah, Schlafly was one of those like <clears throat> first beers I could always recognize the name of, if not, not know properly. how properly. <laughs> uh whenever I would go you know, go start trying new beers, I always knew I like usually grab one of theirs and it's gonna be okay. And this guy's probably responsible for, you know, minimum making sure it expanded out into this market. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Good on him. Hope he enjoys where he's going next, and hopefully he wasn't forced out in some sort of yeah. horrible, angry, angry merger. Some
0: kind of awful coup that we're about to hear about how they're getting bought.
1: It doesn't seem like it. I mean, at 55, it's not It's not a terrible age either. You know?
2: No.
0: It's a, he's made all the money he wants to make, so now he's going to go spend all that money. <laughs> all right, uh, our next story... Kind of had me very worried when I just saw the headlines. He was like, "Oh God, what does it mean?" Uh, Pabst to handle New Holland sales starting in 2017. Pabst Brewing Company will handle the distribution and sales of New Holland Brewing Company beers starting early next year.
2: This, this, these two breweries do not have a strong connection in my brain. No, like together,
0: no. They have. There's nothing. (laughs) That's kind of what had me so worried about this. Uh, the company's announced the partnership on Thursday. New Holland is well-known for its strong, dark, malty Dragon's Milk bourbon barrel stout. The partnership...
2: <clears throat> well-known for its its, you know, sex-on-a-canoe-style water, I mean, beer.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And hipster... Hipster Magnet. Uh, This partnership allows us to distribute our beer brands to more consumers throughout the country by leveraging uh, Pabst's robust sales and distribution platform, said Brett Vanderkamp, New Holland founder and president, in a news release. Uh, A New Holland spokesman said the partnership isn't a merger. A New Holland and New Holland isn't being bought out by Pabst, which is nice to know. Like, there's no stake. Like. PAPS is not getting any stake in New Holland. They're just,
2: they're just getting big bags of money. So they agree to, you know. Exactly. It's
0: big bags of money. Uh, the deal gives New Holland broader distribution and adds a high end craft beer brand to PAPS portfolio. The agreement will be a long term partnership. PAPS CEO Simon Thorpe said the partnership is the first time any large supplier has partnered with a small craft brewer without taking any ownership of the company or buying shares. Like, that is... Can't emphasize that enough. That is the most important part of this. Like, they have no stake in this other than the green cash that New Holland hands to them. I assume it is large amounts.
2: What could be neat is uh, places that traditionally would just get Pabst. Can you imagine like having Pabst on one end of the draft and then like right next to it, <laughs> like, Dragon's Milk? Yeah, I was gonna
1: say Dragon's Milk. Yeah,
2: you'll see Dragon's Milk will be popping up in
0: the the Hatter series. They're going to be popping up in a lot of bars where they weren't before. Well,
1: that's the thing. This is pretty great news in reality. Like, Good for them. They're going to get into more places
2: across the country. Good for New Holland. Yeah. And also good for Pabst because they like Bunny. Yeah, well I mean, yeah, business
1: wise it is it's kind of the perfect win win. Oh yeah, New Holland's exploding. Uh,
2: well, I'm sure they would like to win more by, you know, owning getting, them. Yeah.
0: But well, well, yeah. Good
2: job at not good job at not, you know, being bought yeah. yet. Exactly.
0: They'll be getting their beer out there without losing their soul. Uh this is a long term <laughs> agreement set up so that it can last for the next twenty years and beyond, he said. It's not about Pat simply selling some New Holland beer for a fee. There is a bigger idea in what we are building together that speaks to mutual trust, true partnership, and long-term vision of what we can accomplish.
2: Man, there's going to be there are one-year-olds right now that are going to be able to drink by the time this deal is done. Well, they said the, this deal, like yeah, I'm saying that by the time this 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 original agreement is is done. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, they'll just they'll be hitting that drinking age, and then suddenly all the dragon's milk could be pulled out of their market, and they'll just be (laughs) sad,
2: man. Let's not talk about that dark day. (laughs) Uh,
0: The partnership will launch New Holland into nationwide sales because I guess they're still currently only in small, not select markets. We'll say it.
2: Select, probably not that small, but I imagine they. I don't think they have a full, you know, national. Uh, distribution right stuff going so
0: yeah yeah some of the things are harder to get in some places but you I think you can generally find it in almost every state
2: mm. all right sorry they started listing the stuff they have down there it's like oh yeah like mm, I could <laughs> be some poet right now
0: all right well our third story this one was actually from the beginning of the month but we had never covered it and that was surprising even to me like I I'd, I'd known about this one and I've actually heard. A lot of other people talking about it, and I was like, "Well, why don't we just finally talk about it?" But UNESCO has just added Belgian beer to its heritage list.
2: What what do cookies have to do with Belgian beer and heritage?
0: (laughs) No, Um, no, no, UNESCO. Oh, I didn't know about the cultural heritage thing that they did. Like this, I was like, "Who?" Because I've been to a number of UNESCO uh, uh, World Heritage landmark sites, but never been to you know, never known about the other side of this. Uh, They start out with this nice little paragraph talking about life in Belgium is soaked in beer from cheese washed with suds to town festivals to a pipeline that we may have talked about before that pumps over a thousand gallons of beer every hour on a two mile journey through Bruges. Oh man, I still want that pipeline to pump to me. I know, right? So it's no surprise that the beer is part of the world's vision of Belgium too. And as Routers reports, uh, that Reuters. image, huh? Reuters. Reuters, Reuters, my Reuters. bad. I always do that. I always see it, and I'm like, "What? Oh, damn it!" Uh, that image was was just reinforced big time with the announcement of the UNESCO has added Belgian beer culture to a key heritage list this week. Uh, the list isn't the one you might think of when you imagine UNESCO. Yeah. <laughs> which is perhaps better known for designating world heritage sites at places of historical and cultural interest worldwide. Rather, it's the agency's representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity, a growing list of holidays, cultural practices, and foodways worldwide.
2: Okay, but I can totally picture uh, things that are historically uh, historically significant about beer in Belgium, like this here is where our old monarch, uh an old monarch passed out drunk in the gutter during a celebration.
0: Oh, well I am going to like that would uh, just be the entire the entire country.
2: Oh man, I can get into to uh old uh German uh, German and Belgian principalities and their their drunk rulers for a while, but let's let's go on with the story. The list, which already includes things like
0: India's, oh god, chow chow Chow. dance, uh, Croatian gingerbread craft. I want to know more about that already. (laughs) Like,
2: hold on, like, what are they crafting from gingerbread? Are they like... I
1: have to click on this? There's a link.
0: Let's let's find out what's going on.
1: Oh. They're They're
2: making very intricate gingerbread cookies, it looks like. Damn. Oh. I'm more disappointed now. I was thinking like blacksmithing but with gingerbread.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it.
2: Like someone comes out and they're like they're tempering the the gingerbread <laughs> for a high, finally honed cookie. They're like dunking it dunking it into ice cold milk to temper it. Just watch it start hissing. That's
1: like the, that's like the blacksmith shop at the North Pole is what I just picture now. <laughs> Getting hungry. Uh,
0: All right, and a Brazilian celebration of Our Lady of Nazareth is decided on by an intro governmental committee that reviews nominations and puts forth cultural practices in need of safeguarding and those that should be celebrated as representative of their respective cultures. I don't think beer culture needs to be, you know, safeguarded. It's kind of out there. I don't think it's going
2: anywhere unless there's a worldwide. For
1: Belgium, I I can see it. Um, It's very specific
2: there too. Well, I mean, and think of like old traditional drinking songs and like beer hall mm-hmm. style style meetings, not just you know. Oh yeah. Go down to your local bar slash pub and.
1: Or particular recipes even for for beer uh, that have to, like I mean, Belgium produces a lot.
2: So, what else was added to the list this year? Well, in addition to
0: Belgian beer culture, this year's list. I love some of these. Also includes falconry in the United Kingdom.
2: Obviously. Immediately picture Dale Gribble from King of the Hill. <laughs> yes.
1: Ah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. The art of wit called Askia? Sure. In Uzbekistan and black pottery manufacturing in Portugal. The latter is one of the practices included on the list in need of urgent
2: safeguarding. These seem like things I want to know more about.
1: These are fascinating.
2: I've always wanted to know more about falconry, but, you know, that's... I mean, you train a bird to go catch a thing, and you put a little little hat on it so it can't <laughs> see when a you're little, not ready
0: to use it. A little Iron Cross hat. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, th- <clears throat> this is, is that British the whole... heritage, not... <laughs> Dale's, the falcon Dale got, was from... <laughs> Some old Nazi or something, so it's got like an Iron Cross hood that they put on it. Oh, yeah. oh
2: God! Uh, no, no one mentions
0: that. it during that episode. Like it's never. I forgot no what attention kind of, of
2: hood it had and the Nazi connection.
0: Uh, Belgium has more than earned the designation. The tiny country is serious about its beer, according to the Brewers of Europe, a trade organization. Belgium had a hundred and six, hundred and sixty-eight active breweries in twenty fourteen. And Belgians consumed an average of seventy-two liters per capita that year. Seventy-two liters per capita.
2: Yeah, per yeah each each person gets <laughs> seventy-two liters. Jesus, much of that beer is per hop- year, not not at once.
0: Yeah, oh no, you'd just be dead. Much of that beer is hopped on tradition. Indeed, some of the best beer in the country is made by Trappist monks, which we got to have one last weekend, and it was yeah, really to good. Yeah, have some some Orval, uh, who have been perfecting and passing down their craft for centuries. Beer has been part of our society since them
2: <sighs> since time immemorial. Yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> my I, my mouth was just like, no, you're not getting that out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's all right. I, I'm going to expect some repayment later in this episode. Man, I don't know what to
0: do for you on that one. Uh, UNESCO itself has made declaring food worthy of cultural protection a kind of tradition. Last year the agency... So cookies. Yes. Apparently gingerbread cookie art.
2: Just gingerbread cookies. Not not anything from, from Nabisco or any other.
0: <laughs> the agency put the regions that produce champagne and other French wines on its World Heritage List. And its Intangible Heritage List also include... They like to just constantly reference things already on the list <laughs> include the preparation and meaning of Armenian lavish lavash and traditional Mexican cuisine. I, I mean, need to know what an Armenian lavash is.
2: Do we want to know? It's a clickable link. Let's find out. Uh, it's a traditional thin bread that forms an integral part of Armenian cuisine. It's typically undertaken by a small group of women that it requires great effort coordination experience and skills
0: that is a massive thing of
2: bread yeah like had, that is yeah, huge is.
0: that woman has her arms out <laughs> it does not look light
1: they had me at bread i mean i'm interested
2: <laughs> that's a lot of pita <laughs> uh okay all right you, you, can, think, you can look it up on your own time i guess but yeah. like i i had to know what a lavish was. Pick up some yeah.
0: armenian lavish and if you want to feel hungry and want some pita right. all right i think we have some untapped badges
2: Oh, is it already that time?
0: Get r- riggedy, riggedy, wrecked, son! As most of you already know, it's Bourbon County time. The Bourbon County 2016 release. To kick off the holiday season, we're bringing back the Bourbon County Black Friday 2016 badge. The folks at Goose are focusing on the core Bourbon County variants this year. The core? There aren't that many. <laughs> uh, <laughs> making them just right
2: for your cold weather enjoyment. I think that's them saying they didn't make as many variants as they usually do.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's usually kind of crazy, but it's not. We we only had access to the barley wine.
2: So let's. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, This is. They give a nice description of each of them. You can go for the Bourbon County Stout Original, the Bourbon County Stout Barley Wine, the Bourbon County Stout Coffee, and the Bourbon County Stout Proprietors. They should call it the, the OBC. Yeah, you know me.
2: You done with OBC?
0: But, uh, OBC... You got me saying OBC. The proprietors... (laughs) The proprietors' stout was only available in Chicago, so... If you get it elsewhere, then you probably paid way more money than I'm willing to pay for a bottle of that. Hmm. Uh, Track down and check into this year's release, or pull any vintage from the seller to unlock the Bourbon County Black Friday 2016 badge. This year's badge will be live for two months... So it started on Black Friday and it'll go until uh, bu- 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 January twenty fifth. If you look at their dating though, they said of twenty sixteen. <laughs> so you got to get in your time machine. <laughs> oh. I
1: see. You've had
2: all year to get this, guys. I don't know why you're Exactly. Why are you why are you dragging your feet? <laughs> so you can continue <laughs> to be celebrate for all but two months. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: you can continue to celebrate with friends and family through the holiday season. Uh, also, be sure to share your hashtag Goose Black Friday moments with the folks in Chicago. I did not, and I probably won't.
2: There's a very private, personal time between a man and his, and and his, Bourbon County Cache. staff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pants usually aren't involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just picturing you like rubbing the neck of the bottle sensuously. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go in, loving you. Is easy cause of you your ABV. Do do doo do. All right. Uh, next up is the Breckenridge Christmas Ale Batch. Uh, first opening its doors in Breckenridge, Colorado, in 1990, Breckenridge Brewery understands the need for a warming beer during the chills of winter. I wish that said winds of winter. Mm-hmm. Um, The brewery introduced Christmas ale to help warm the soul and provide a holiday companion worthy of sharing. Uh, Let's see. It's a hearty and strong ale with rich yet subtle flavors of caramel and chocolate, which are derived from uh, from an abundance of carefully roasted malt. Yeah, no. Go get some Christmas ale. Uh, Make sure you enjoy this strong ale now with friends and family uh, home for the holidays to unlock the Breckenridge Christmas Ale. Uh, simply check into one Breckenridge Christmas Ale between twelve eight sixteen and one eight sixteen. So you got a month. Seventeen, yeah.
0: They actually did it right in this one, but the Bourbon County one, they screwed it up.
2: Or did they? <laughs> maybe
1: they maybe, a maybe they you know. need to
0: get a Delorean to get that to get that badge. I mean, they're just putting that badge over my head.
1: I feel Gonna like we've had the. Like this has a very
0: musical Christmas episode.
1: Ale. I don't remember what the Christmas Ale tastes like, though. But I, I swear I've had it before.
0: Yeah, we had it last year.
2: I have no idea. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel like I haven't had this one before. It is funny though; their badge has like you know since 1993, <laughs> and I'm like, that's not that long. Oh god, oh, god it's a, it been is. a minute. Yeah.
1: All right, so the third and final badge is Hoppy Anniversary. It is from Yard House.
2: It are... feels like this is this is what servers at Yard House have to do when they go out to say Happy Birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy, happy birthday.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's
0: not that kind of a restaurant. I know, Thankfully. but it's
2: that's all I can think of.
1: They, that's probably a real thing. Uh, at least for the badge, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so they're celebrating their 20th anniversary, and they've teamed up with Green Flash and Alpine Beer to bring you a tasty triple IPA. So it's available at all Yardhouse locations as of December 7th. And it's 10.5% ABV, and it features warming hints of pear and pine which sounds like an interesting mix um create a myth with a mix of Centennial, Eldorado and Mosaic hops be sure to check out the all new 3 degrees of celebration and while you're while you are be sure to check out Yard House's excellent selection of house beers so check into 3 degrees of celebration from the Green Flash Brewery and one of the following Yard House beers um, honey blonde white ale House IPA, or the House Belgian Amber Triple. And then um, that's going to be between December 7th and January
2: 29th. I feel like I've had the Honey Blonde before a couple times I've been there. Oh, yeah. I remember it being solid. If you're going to go to Yard House
0: and be drinking multiple beers and try and have dinner, I suggest you take out a small loan
2: because everything
0: there is way too expensive. It's
2: delicious, but way too expensive. Delicious. And also... I need my I need my beer by the yard, Chris. I mean, don't we all? I don't know there's I some need, things I couldn't. I need glasses that are that are three feet tall. The straw for me.
0: <laughs> okay. Nothing says sophistication like a
2: glass whalebone.
1: Yard of beer <laughs> and a silly straw, perhaps.
2: <laughs> Man, if they gave it to me in a silly straw that that, that looped around a dozen times and eventually got to my mouth, I'd be like yes. This and is... then brought you
0: a salmon steak <laughs> on this plate that is just like you look at it and you're like so where where are we eating this is like five star quality I don't know. <laughs> they're really nice
2: but it's yeah, like the are... best Chuck E Cheese I've ever been to <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is why this is why Yard House is a uh, is a bachelor party only thing for for me mm. yeah only um... when my friends are having bachelor parties do I go to Yard House <laughs>
0: what's the time frame on this one. Oh, I said it Yeah, it ends the 29th. Okay, 29th. December January. 7th. Uh, Pro Harbor Day to the 29th of next year. No, again, 2017. They got it right again.
1: Okay, so they messed up on the one
2: badge. No, I'm going to check
0: every <laughs> badge from now on to see if they screw up the years. All right. Huh? All
2: right. Being hard on I think we have a, I think we have a topic or two to get to now. Yeah, we? we
0: have a couple of them, so let's go ahead and move in that way. Died and went to heaven. But, but then they realized that it wasn't my time, and
2: so they sent me back to a brewery. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, no. Today we're talking about <clears throat> today we're talking about Anchor Brewing. Um, uh, well, for part of it, uh, Anchor uh, began in Cal- during the California Gold Rush when I hate you guys, uh, Gottlieb, Burkle. Obviously, Gottlieb. Gottlieb. Is Gottlieb. Gottlieb. Brec- uh, G- Brec- for the yeah. record, G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B. If you know it, please let us know. It. <laughs> you know what, no. Let me stay in my ignorance. Don't let me know how dumb I am. Uh, when that guy arrived from Germany and began brewing uh, in San Francisco in 1896, Ernst F. Baruth and his son-in-law, Otto Schinkel Jr., the old brewery on Pacific Avenue and named it Anchor. This brewery burned down uh, in the fires that followed the 1906 earthquake. It was rebuilt in a in 1907. Uh, there is no record of what Anchor did during Prohibition, but it resumed serving steam beer after the repeal. Possibly uh, as the only steam beer uh, steam beer company uh, still in operation. However, the brewery burned down yet again within a year, and it relocated one more time, this time to a building a few blocks away. This is the beginning uh, of that bit in Bonnie uh, Python or the Holy Grail where they're like, I built a castle and it sunk into the swamp. I built a second <laughs> castle. It sank right into the swamp again. Then the third castle, it caught on fire, fell over, <laughs> then sunk into the swamp. The fourth castle <laughs> stayed. Yep. They just, they had no luck with this at first,
0: but they, I guess they just kept at it. I'd- we will rebuild. Like all those people putting their trailers next to the creek. And then when it floods in the spring, what will you do?
2: I will rebuild on the same spot. All these all these fires do make me wonder how heavily insured was the Anchor Brewing Company. I'm going to assume very. Did they just look and go, man, I didn't make a profit this year. <laughs> sure would be a shame if something happened to this brewery. After the third time, oh, though. No.
0: After the third time, their premiums had to be through the roof. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> they went, no. No, we're not insuring this building. You're going to burn it down again. <laughs> uh, let's see. The brewing continued operation until the late 1950s, but it suffered heavily from the country's increasingly strong preference for light loggers produced by mega breweries. These were the dark times. <laughs> uh... Whereas there had been more than 4,000 breweries at the turn of the 20th century, only 70 remained in the 1960s. Anchor briefly shut its doors in 1959, but was bought again and reopened the following year. By 1965, however, it was doing so poorly that it nearly closed again. It continued to deteriorate. The condition continued to Sorry. Drinking and trying to speak too quickly don't work that well. They do not. Uh, they con- their condition continued to deteriorate largely because of the current owner's lack of expertise, equipment, and attention to cleanliness that required to, uh, required to produce consistent batches of beer for comm- commercial consumption. The brewery gained a deserved reputation for producing sour, bad beer. That sucks. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of tongue twisters. I think it only gets worse. Um, <laughs> so enter me. our hero. <laughs> the hero of the story um, Fritz Maytag the third so you say that is he going to be
2: selling me appliances
0: he is because he it is turns a, out, I want to make the joke of the Connecticut Maytags
1: <laughs> oh,
2: the Connecticut Maytags <laughs> good lord um,
1: hearing that the Anchor Brewing Company was about to close and looking for a fitting business challenge outside his family's vast appliance business <laughs> Maytag <laughs> bought the company in 1965 and made enhancing uh, its fortunes his mission uh, the venture did not initially meet with enthusiasm from his family back in Iowa. Maytag is the
2: Connecticut when they made it big. That's, <laughs> that's, that's right. my story. Yeah,
1: that's the, that's the joke. Uh, Maytag is the great grandson of Maytag Corporation founder Frederick uh, Louis Maytag, the first, and son of Maytag Dairy Farms founder Frederick Louis Maytag the second. <laughs> with
2: where, the commi- did the, where did Fritz come in? <laughs> I know
1: they're just like you know we got to stop this. Um, they're done with his name. Uh, with the commitment to quality and the use of more expensive raw materials being keys to the family's success in, in their Iowa washing machine business, Fritz Maytag was unafraid of Anchor Steam's low volume but higher end market positioning. The brand had produced char- characterful local <laughs> That's beer. That's not a word. No, no. <laughs> like, it is now. <laughs> uh, but frequently in the 50s and 60s, it became contaminated, turning it sour. To revive the company in his early years at Anchor, Maytag invested extensively, borrowing heavily to revamp the company and expand capacity. In so doing, he placed at risk a substantial portion of his inheritance because to procure the loans required, he was required to post Maytag's stock as collateral. At this time, yeah, uh, in the late 60s. The bear market controlled the U.S. equity market. Uh, Maytag's stock fell, and his lenders required Fritz to post more and more of his inheritance. Meanwhile, he focused on turning around Anchor Brewing's fortunes. He both altered the recipe and the complex brewing process. Over time, the beer sugared... Sugared? Surged. Surged. God, I, I can't read either. Over time, the beer surged in popularity. The brewery, once located on the upper floors of a building... Uh, in what is presently San Francisco's design district, moved in 1979 to a new location nearby at the base of Potrero Hill, and throughout the years, demand continued to climb. Not wanting to sacrifice the small size of the brewery, and in turn the quality of the beer, Maytag helped competitors become proficient in microbrewing. This helped uh, to ease the strain of his own company.
2: Man, this this reads a lot like that that you know, the crazy third generation son that's not going to make any. It's going to waste his inheritance. Yeah. Uh, this this reads like the guy. None of you guys don't watch Mad Men, but no. Anyone no. out there who's seen Mad Men would know about the the uh, ho ho and his his dream of making high uh the new American pastime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's in, I didn't throw it in this, but uh, it's interesting to note in his official biography. Uh, they mentioned this. Uh, in its April 2005 article, 26 most fascinating entrepreneurs, uh, Inc. magazine named Maytag, 7th most fascinating for setting limits, it says. But he's named one of the most fascinating men of all time.
2: Uh, entrepreneurs of all time. Yeah. That's that's pretty neat. Yeah. Won the 2008
0: that's- James Beard Foundation's Lifetime Achievement Award for his work at Anchor Brewing.
2: It's really interesting that, that he decides, like, I cannot keep up with the demand for for the beer I'm making. Forget it. Other companies, learn how to micro-brew. Yeah,
1: I thought that was like, okay, yes, that's like, one way
2: to do it. <laughs> our current, like, the current craft beer market
0: owes its start to Maytag yeah. and Anchor yeah. Brewing. Like, the work he did there set in motion everything that gave us all the breweries we have today. Like, he... When they were trying to figure out the systems and how to do this stuff on the, you know, on a smaller to medium uh, setting, he was the one who just came in and he's like, "Screw it, we'll just build the stuff." I was like, "We'll figure this out as we're going."
2: Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to do that when you've got you know, lots of money behind you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> when you've got all that, I think he was also the one. Uh, another reason he won that award. I'm pretty sure he's the one who came up with the Maytag man, just like the singular Maytag repair man. I think he was the, guy, the
2: one... You mean currently the guy from uh, uh, what was that sci-fi show that me and Brittany love? Eureka. Um, Eureka. Eureka. He's the Maytag man. Is it Maytag? I think he's like he's in commercials now, and I want to say it's for Maytag. Huh.
0: But yeah, Fritz is the one who came up with that ad campaign. So
2: good job. <laughs> it's a good campaign. Yeah
0: pretty good at marketing. Uh speaking of which, we'll cut in here and start talking about the other part of this story. Uh the fact that Anchor owns the rights to an entire style of beer to the point that they had to rename it so other people could brew it.
2: Uh Yeah, they they do have is a copyright or a trademark on the uh I can't
0: remember which. Trademarked. Trademarked. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about steam beer. Uh, the steam beer, or California Common, is an American original and was first produced in California during the gold rush of the late 19th century. The style of beer is very much tied to the West Coast, and in particular, San Francisco. At its height, the style of beer was brewed by as many as 27 different breweries in California. Today, steam beer is a trademark term and can only be brewed under that name by Anchor Steam, yeah, Anchor Steam Brewing Company. Other brewers now use the name California Common for this style. (laughs) Uh, Steam beer is a highly effervescent beer made by brewing lager yeasts at warmer fermentation temperatures. Anchor Brewing claims that the name steam beer came from the steam that emanated from the roof of their brewery. Apparently, they had no way to cool the hot wort during the brewing process, so they pumped it up to the roof and let the cool San Francisco air do the job of cooling. The steam Anchor was often... Brewing
2: the San Francisco treat.
0: <laughs> glug glug. <laughs> the steam was often seen rising from the top of the brewery. Most historians claim that the brewing of steam beer was more of a creature of necessity than a well-thought-out style. Like, they put style in quotes.
2: Yeah, that... that I feel like it was easier and cleaner to do steam beer than it was to brew out there at the turn of the century.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh... The first brewers that came to California lacked the supplies and tools to brew most types of beer and hence had to improvise as best as they could. As lagers were very popular at the time, they wanted to brew them but lacked the tools for cold fermentation. Therefore, they created a brewing process that used a lager yeast, which is bottom fermenting, but fermented at ale, top fermentation, temperatures. The fermentation is done in long, shallow vessels called califrees, right?
1: No idea. (laughs) that's the word that's been messing me
0: up all right following my heart it is followed by a period of warm conditioning or krausening
1: sure
0: sure this warming more like boiling also (laughs) also helped to kill off any bacteria the beer was also highly hopped to prevent spoilage much like the ipa so on the flip side what everyone else has to uh, call it the california common Uh, You have the description. This is via Beer Advocate. California Common, or steam beer, is a unique 100% American-style lager. It's usually brewed with a special strain of lager yeast that works better at warmer temperatures. This method dates back to the late 1800s in California when refrigeration was a great luxury. The brewers back then had to improvise to cool the beer down, so shallow fermenters were used uh, so... In a way, the lager yeast was trained to ferment quicker at warmer temperatures. Today's examples are light amber to tawny in color. I can mm-hmm. never remember how to say that. Yes, yeah, tawny. Uh, medium bodied with a multi character, mildly fruity with
2: an assertive hot bitterness. Man, I'm just picturing the idea of training yeast, like with a, with a whip in a chair. Like, yeah, bad yeast, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, when you put those back to back, you're like, it's it is the same thing by a different name and yeah it is
2: it is like it copyright and trademark laws are tricky so <laughs> yeah you but can't call it one thing but just what common it is what does the bjcp have to say about it <clears throat> well Our old friend, the BJCP, says the California common beer. The aroma should typically showcase the signature northern brewer hops uh, with uh, woody, rustic, or minty qualities and a moderate to high strength. Light fruitiness is acceptable. Low to moderate caramel and or toasty malt aromas support the hops. No diacetyl. Uh, It should be medium medium amber to light copper in color. Generally clear. The moderate off-white head with a good head retention. Uh, the flavor should be moderately malty with a pronounced hop bitterness. The malt character is usually toasty, not roasted, and caramelly. Also, probably not a word. Uh, low to moderate high hop flavor, usually showing northern brewer qualities. Again, woody, rustic, minty. Man, minty. I just mm. Not what I normally think of with beer, but...
0: No, uh, we missed it a couple weeks ago at the Braxton thing. They had a peppermint... Uh, milk stout
1: oh i got to try some of that actually um uh, i heard good things it it, normally we're kind of scared about that because we're not fans of minty drinks um but it was it just kind of left this like fresh tasting aftertaste about it um almost like you just brush your teeth but in like a good way
0: (laughs) yeah it's like you brush your teeth and had a beer at the same time
1: yeah
2: who hasn't done that all right uh The finish for uh, the California Common should be fairly dry and crisp with a lingering hop bitterness and a firm, grainy, malty flavor. Uh, Light fruity esters are acceptable, but otherwise clean. Once again, no diacetyl. Uh, Mouthfeel should be medium-bodied to medium-high carbonation. I always do like a nice carbonated beer. Although, if we're in stout territory... You need to it's knock so... some of that out. But not too much. Not too much. I don't want it flat. But you, Are you mm. saying you don't
0: want any of that uh, coconut syrup? <laughs> I mean,
2: I would have drank the rest of that just out of like, well, I mean, it's here in front of me. Guess uh, I gotta. I couldn't bring <laughs> myself to do it. No. Mm. Yeah. Let's see. The BJCB's comments uh, say that this style is narrowly defined around the Prototypical Anchor Steam example, superficially <laughs> similar to the to an American Pale or Amber Ale, yet differs in the hop flavor and uh, flavor slash aroma. It's uh, is woody, minty rather than citrusy, and malt flavors are toasty, caramelly. Don't agree with the BJCP that that's a word. <laughs> um, the hopping is always the hopping is always assertive, and a warm fermented lager yeast is used. <clears throat> and we can go into ingredients, but you know Yeah, we don't,
1: you, don't
2: Yeah, you get
0: a, you get an idea of the ingredients. It's what goes into beer.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh however, the IBUs on are usually in the thirty to forty-five range, and the AB, ABVs are uh four point five to five point five percent. So
1: middle of the road. Not bad.
2: Yeah. Uh commercial examples. Anchor Steam Brewing, Southampton S T E E. M beer,
1: <laughs> uh,
2: flying, flying dog, old scratch, amber lager.
1: Which I didn't realize that was a uh, this style. So... I didn't either. But yeah, I didn't know that was now. their
2: that was their steam beer. But I I got oh, sorry, That's California like Commons the... I don't want to get anyone sued. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, you're talking about California
0: common. Come on now. Uh, now back to the history.
2: Yes, that was all just a cut in for the history. Let's go back into our way back machine. Uh, before offering bottles, sales were only, uh, sales for Anchor were only sold in draft beer to 30 local establishments that had long carried the brand. Total production was only about 800 barrels in 1969. That's like nothing. uh, Yeah, right? Remember earlier when I said how, like, 60,000 is a lot of beer? 800 is not. (laughs) Uh, let's see, 1,200 barrels in 1970 and, uh... 2100 in 1971 so that's some that's some good growth though that's they a good saw, jump like, yeah. yeah they
0: saw a double like 100% growth in a year
2: well I mean like they saw like a, a decent growth into the 70s and then all of a sudden people realized like, that they weren't going to get sour bad beer yeah uh, so all of a sudden it's like oh, oh yes this is my jam uh, the bottles were initially uh, when they started bottling they were initially sold in 4 packs to keep the price close to a mainstream 6 pack in the uh, 1980s, the steam Brewing began to achieve national notice and demand increased from only a few thousand cases per year that had been produced at the old location. Uh, it was the first moder- first of the modern microbreweries being among America's first, being the first American breweries to produce a porter, barley wine, or India pale ale with regularity. Hmm. Its success inspired many others to enter the brewing businesses- business, notably New Albion.
1: I don't think I've heard of that one.
2: I don't think I have either, but, you know. I've heard of them only in I'm, name only. I yeah, couldn't I tell say, you. But, what you know, it. I'm dumb. So.
1: <laughs> mm. I, I haven't heard of a lot of things. People are like, uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, so moving into more uh, modern day. Uh, in 2010, Maytag sold the company to the former Sky Vodka executives, uh, Keith Gregor and Tony Folio uh, from Nevada, California. Nevada. Nevada. Uh, who planned to expand Anchor's business while keeping its commitment to artisan brewing. In 2013, the brewery launched Anchor California Lager, a recreation of an historic Boca Brewing Lager from the ni- 1870s.
2: The brewer- I wonder what that beer tastes like. That's <laughs> true.
1: Uh, the brewery also announced a major expansion plan at Pier 48 in the Mission Rock neighborhood near AT&T Park, which would expand Anchor's maximum annual production capacity from one hundred eighty thousand barrels to six hundred eighty thousand barrels. So
0: let's let's take a second and take a step back, <laughs> and let's let's look up uh, total production only eight hundred barrels. Yeah, and then let's go. We have in, a date in sixty nine. In sixty nine, it was twelve hundred.
1: No, no, in sixty nine, it
2: oh, was eight
0: hundred. Eight hundred in nineteen sixty nine.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: So now,
1: and <laughs> then two thousand fourteen. Uh, they're expanding to do 680,000. <laughs> Jesus. So uh, so they officially pronounced Anchor IPA, the first IPA in the brewery's history. Um, well, they officially announced it in 2014. Anchor ended production of its winter seasonal Bach in 2014 and replaced it a year later with Anchor Winter Wheat.
0: Which I have seen out and about on the shelves. Is it thing? You okay. have to try it. Yeah, it's out.
1: Um, so going over some of the other things that they produce, um, which I'm sure, you know, most people have seen, we even have this and it's from California. So like, this is a pretty wide ranging distributing beer. Um, so you've got the Anchor Steam and the Anchor California Lager, which we just mentioned. Um, also the Go West IPA, Anchor Dry Hopped Steam Beer, the Christmas Ale, the Liberty Ale, the Anchor Porter.
0: Mm, That Porter. Oh.
1: Uh, Mm. Old Foghorn Ale, which is the barley wine actually. And then uh, Anchor Meyer Lemon Lager, which I've actually seen a lot of that too. Anchor Mango Wheat, Anchor Saison, mm. uh, Summer Wheat, Breckles Brown. I don't know how to feel about
2: a Mango Wheat, by the way.
1: Oh, I would <laughs> totally drink that. I love Mango.
2: Yeah, that Argonaut
0: Collection at the and end. The Argonaut Collection, yeah. That's the. You go to their website and look up the different ones, but those are like uh, every Do now and get, then beers that they brew.
2: Do you get like a Golden Fleece at the end of that? <laughs> I think it's required, yeah. Yeah,
1: you do. Yep, you have to sail between
2: of uh, between a, a multi headed serpent and a uh, and a whirlpool to to get to it. Indeed. Gosh. Oh wait, sorry. That's not uh, that's not the Argonauts. That's uh, Odysseus, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Odyssey.
1: Very easy to mix up all those stories after a while, though.
2: Look, they're both on boats <laughs> and they're Greek. <laughs> I just, feel like if you're saying. Greek on a boat, the stories only
0: go in one of two ways. <laughs> right. Do you get back or not? <laughs> How
1: many creatures are involved?
2: Was the Hydra involved? <laughs> no, the Hydra... Oh, it, it's tangentially involved because one of the Argonauts was Heracles mm. uh, who, as one of his, his trials, had to kill right. the Hydra after yeah. he had left the Argonauts behind because he got bored <laughs> and his friend died. Right. He was revenge happy. Like you do.
0: All right, so that kind of wraps it up. But yeah, that's. I mean, I didn't know it until researching for this. Like, I knew Anchor was an older brewery, but it's like we owe craft beer to Anchor.
2: I didn't realize how how old they were. Right. That, uh, and but... Fritz
0: Maytag, and that, that blew me away that he owned the company for so long.
2: I had no
1: idea about him being involved with any of this. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um. But, and, and we've tried the, so we've had the, the Christmas ale on the show before, I want to say.
2: No. Uh, I had their, I swear we I had, had their uh, uh, last st- uh, style episode, the Bach episode. Oh, had okay. Anchor's, had Anchor's Bach on there.
1: Okay. I swear we had the Christmas one. We did, ju- we did get to try the Christmas one at, the, at our Beers Giving event, though. We compared yes. the 2015 to the 2016.
0: And I was like, I was waiting to hear it. And yeah, the room was completely divided on which was the better one. Half yeah, uh, yeah. of everyone was like, oh, remember- the 2015. And everyone else was like, oh, no, the 2016 was just so much more I vibrant. Think,
2: I think it was the 2016 one I liked a little more. Uh-huh. I
0: liked the 15. I mean, don't get me wrong, it is the bee's knees. That 2016. Just had that little bit more of everything. I got more yeah.
1: spices in the 2016. I, which, pre- I preferred that one. Which you
0: should. Like it should have been. It should have popped a lot better, and yeah. it did to me. But... Whereas
1: Casey preferred the 2015. I remember him saying that. Yeah. All right. Um. So speaking of beers that we've had from Anchor, let, let's just get right into it. Hmm. Drink with me, friend.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Only two of us are uh, <laughs> drinking alcoholic beverages this evening. Yeah. <laughs> two else, of us are happy about it. Someone else is going to grumble well, in the, the corner and sniff there. my beers.
1: Because a different two of us happen to be working on a baby, so <laughs> I'm kind of trying to I'm be as cautious as
2: I can. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's understandable. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to keep drinking. Yeah, good for you. Stop.
0: You guys go what, ahead. What are you drinking?
2: Uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know, H- have we heard the name before? The Anchor California Lager?
0: Oh yes, I believe I've heard of that one. Yes. Yeah, no,
2: we just mentioned it. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm trying that, it's from Anchor, it's a, the style is a pale lager, coming in at about uh 4.9 uh, ABVs. I haven't found the IBUs on it yet. Hmm. Um, having a little trouble tracking that down right now, but um... Yeah, so it's a it's rate beer score. I got another of those uh, divided ones. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> 50 overall and 100 for the style. That's really strange. Like, wow. that's, well, I mean... I, it, I can see it. Hmm. Um, it's not one I would initially head to right away, just going on the taste of it. Hmm. Uh, but as a pale lager, yeah, no, it's 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 what I expected of that. Okay.
0: It hits the notes it should. You just don't <laughs> like those notes.
2: <laughs> it's not that i don't yeah well i mean like there it's not like i'm saying it's a bad beer mm-hmm. it's just it's it, it it doesn't blow me away that much and it's a little bit extra bitter at the very end hmm.
1: um it was odd for a lager
2: yeah it's not and it's not like the normal well it may be it, it's it's a different type of hop bitterness than i'm used to i think right um uh, because they don't use the normal uh they don't use the 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 very common hops that are around right now. They're using, uh, what, which one was it again?
1: Yeah.
2: Mentioned, they mentioned it in the, the thing, so I was trying to see what the. I totally forgot to do Brewing. Nope, never mind. I thought it said, uh, said what kind of hops it was, but it didn't. Um, uh, still, it's, it's, it's still, like it, it's, a, it's a pretty good logger, and I'll, I'll finish it up. It's just, you know, I may not go back to it very, very frequently. All right. Uh, Chris. What are you drinking?
0: I believe for once I am drinking to theme. Uh, uh,
2: what's that? You're not uh, rebelling? No,
0: no, not this time. Well, I kind of am. Uh, <laughs> well, my first beer is the Steam Beer from Anchor Brewing.
2: Mm. Style
0: is a Steam Beer or California Common. <laughs> California a- IA? California IA. Uh, the ABV, 4.9%. Again, same problem you had. I could not find the IBUs anywhere. Like we can reference, it's it's not blowing anything away. 30 to 45 is what the style will see. so Yeah. But also, again, like you, the rate beer score, uh, 67 overall, 93 to style.
2: I mean, it's the prototypical style. It's funny that there is something that rates higher than this in style. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that kind of that's really weird, but it's <laughs> I'm getting these scores now because it's oh yeah, no one likes this beer, but it is what it's supposed to be hmm. yeah so i I'm getting these like huge differential rates
1: and it's funny I was looking so I, I I was like, okay, I can't drink it or whatever, but I at least wanted to to get the aroma from it and um it was it was while you were describing what the color and everything else is supposed to look like, and I was like, accurate. Yeah, every
0: down, if you want to know, like, I I can't describe it better than it's already been described in the episode. Like, Bob laid it out there. The California Common just, as he's going down, I'm, I'm just sitting there in my head going, yep, yep, yep. Like, it hits check, everything check. that it's supposed to there. So, it is all that. There's The hoppiness is kind of odd. It's not like it's overly hoppy. It just seems yeah, like an odd a, hop.
2: I feel like it's just, it's just a different style hop than we've we've been having a lot of lately. Yeah. yeah, and you can
0: I mean when you taste it it feels like there's some history to it. You're like
2: this is this is not a normal beer. I feel like it has correct me if I'm wrong. I might be thinking the wrong thing, but it <clears throat> it feels like it's got a, a well mine and I think maybe the, the traditional style as well. Have like a little bit of dankness to it that huh. there is a like, little danky. A yeah. little danky.
0: Not not, Not saying it's a lot. So. I'm
2: just saying, like, there's a little bit. You're like, okay, yeah, it's, it's totally. in there. You no,
1: know, at some point, um, so Casey ended up taking the old foghorn, the barley wine. And, oh yeah, yeah, and then we also still have the Liberty Ale in the fridge. So maybe we'll just like report back on what those are. So yeah, got
2: to or be you can follow us on Untapped
0: like. and find out about those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice little yeah, plug.
1: Yeah. All right,
2: follows are free.
1: Indeed, they are. So, who wants to do announcements?
2: Um, I can do it. Yes, uh, a bit of
1: an announcement there.
2: We do. Uh, so this uh, New Year's Eve, we will be on uh, the DCTV's New Year's Eve streamathon. It's Diamond Club TV. Mm-hmm. We will be live on the video stream from 9:30 to 10:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, and we're requesting help from you guys. Ah, dear, dear listeners, please <laughs> submit fuel for our little game that we'd like to be playing during our shift. So we're trying out a new game, and we're going to need need you guys to submit one fake beer with a name and a description. It's ABV's and brewery. The brewery can be real or fake. And to send one real one. Uh, Make it one that's it, not like a big ultra don't
0: national s- thing like if you're like oh the you know something from rogue or something that's a real beer
2: yeah don't like, send us budweiser <laughs> from anheuser bush yeah you could really send
0: obvious. us a regional beer it could be from a bigger regional brewery that's but true. one that might not have national acclaim or notoriety so you can just look and snag a beer off of their menu and send us the information for that
2: yeah, we'll, uh, but we'll be we'll be streaming we'll be video streaming so you can actually look at us. Or what's preferable is uh, turn on video, uh, just turn it on audio so you don't have to look at me. <laughs> uh,
1: it's, a ter- it's a terrifying concept because we don't do video it will or be live the-
2: streams.
0: <laughs> it will be the four of us. Yeah. Yeah, it okay, will be all be of us. And
2: if, if not, you know, I can if if someone looks at me and goes, "Oh God, no!" I can't look at this guy. I'll put a mask on. I won't put a sheet over my head because that's racist. But disguise toast style, you know. Um, but yeah. Uh, basically, we're gonna be trying to play a game of trying to guess. Uh, trying to figure out if a brewery's real or not. So or, yeah,
0: the beer is real or not. So yeah, beer. Yes. So someone will play. Uh, the question master and we'll be pushing this pushing these off on everyone else but at the same time we're also going to uh do a flight of dragon's milk we'll be going through all the variants released so far this year i say that because i thought it was gonna be the full list of variants and then under my nose at the last second i don't even know if it'll hit shelves this year they're releasing a triple mash dragon's milk that's gonna be like 17 percent alcohol But I've seen nothing if that's going to be, if it hits the shelves, if I can find it before New Year's Eve, it will be part of it. If not, I won't be able to. So if you want to drink along with us live, you need to hustle out and see if you can rob someone or hold up a liquor store and take.
2: (laughs) Don't 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 hold up liquor stores, (laughs) guys. That's 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 bad advice.
0: No, we're going to do a regular run-of-the-mill Dragon's Milk. We'll do the vanilla chai. We will do the coffee and chocolate. We'll do the coconut. And rum barrel one, we will also do the, was it, lemon and raspberry.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot we had that many.
2: Jeez. It's a lot. Yeah. It was a raspberry dragon's milk. <laughs> kind that you find in a better liquor store.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we hope you guys will join us New Year's Eve, uh, 930 to 1030 p.m. Eastern Standard Time the on, only time
2: zone that matters. <laughs> yes, to
0: us, the only time zone that matters on uh diamondclub. diamondclub.tv, right?
2: Yeah. Uh dctv Is it? Uh I think should work. Let me uh diamondclub.tv. But I think there may be like parallel links that that could work as well. But mm.
0: Yeah, uh follow our Twitter and we'll tweet out, you know, a URL.
1: Yeah, when we like, get more and more details, we'll make sure to get that in th- out there. Also, the streamathon is also, is going to be for um, uh, for Extra. the Extra Life charity.
0: Yes, it is for charity. Uh, please donate. So uh, we
1: will we'll be in the chat room, uh, on the chat realm for Diamond Club. We will also be discussing the charity and promoting that. Um, so it, it would really be great if you guys when you're watching any of the streams that day, because they will be starting quite early and going on after midnight Eastern. Um, if you want to yes. donate to Extra Life charity, that'd be great.
2: The streamathon does yeah. not mean it's going to be short. Right. <laughs> it's like what, twenty seven hours?
1: Yeah, it's something like that. Like four thirty a.m. to sometime <laughs> after the next after midnight. We uh... actually
2: got a pretty good time slot Yeah. When see it. Yeah. No, we we. Mm. Uh... <laughs> I was like, I'm surprised nobody else took that. Really.
0: <laughs> we just may have jumped the quickest.
2: Maybe someone out there may be hating us. Perhaps. But look, they can come in. Uh, everyone is welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay,
0: guys. I think that's going to wrap us up. All right. I think that's,
1: um, a sh- that's a show. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead and subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com uh, You can also follow us at haveadrinkshow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, we may try to do now that I think about it, sorry, some live video on our end on uh, either or both Instagram live video, which is new and periscope so we'll, we'll be looking into that but look for have a drink show on really any of that stuff um, and then please make sure to go rate us on itunes so um,
0: okay well, yeah we've come up with a new thing for the itunes rates <laughs> i thought this would be funny so if you're still with us listening then you are a diehard because we've been rambling on for way too long mm.
2: yeah. but
0: if you're sick of hearing us like fall on our knees and beg for iTunes reviews they do really help us but we decided to have some fun with it. So you go give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you feel we deserve it. Then in the comments, put the name of your most despised beer. Like the beer you can't stand at all. And give it the description of your absolute most favorite beer. We are looking for absolute absurdity in these. And I, I think it will be a lot of fun. see
2: Bud Light described as a, as a, a delicious yet cloying barley wine yeah (laughs) so i think this is gonna be really great like that's the kind
1: of stuff we're looking for like go like heineken and describe it as a delicious cherry chocolate stout
0: or something (laughs) despise beer with the description of your favorite beer
2: yeah all right and uh please remember to tell us your favorite drink ask a question uh leave general feedback or the feedback we we mentioned before yeah remember fake beer and real beer beer for our for our game uh, and you can send all that to us at our uh, email address at feedback at have dot com, And you can also use the feedback page on the website.
0: And yes, guys, all joking and fun aside. Again, we'd like to remind everyone, please drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive Uber, Lyft, good old DDs. You know,
2: you can listen to us while driving. Just don't feel you need to drink along. Yes. No, don't do not Do not do home All
1: right. Uh, so check us out in another couple of weeks. Um, not only for our next episode, but for the New Year's Eve stream.
2: Woo. Oh God, yeah, it's two weeks. Yeah.
1: Uh, once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
0: I'm Justin Frazier, and I'm Christopher Walker, and we'll see you guys New Year's Eve. Woo. Bye. Bye. Bye.